Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hello, everyone. This is Dush Ramachandran. Welcome again to another episode of Entrepreneur Effect. And today our special guest is Chris Lane, who is an attorney with the law firm of Sinclair and Greshler. Uh, Chris is an attorney that specializes in business law. And, you know, I thought it would be really interesting to chat with Chris, uh, especially as his practice centers around uh, entrepreneurial endeavors with small startups and individual entrepreneurs on some of the things that we tend to take for granted um, as as entrepreneurs, but have the potential to come trip us up uh, at a later date. So this is going to be an interesting chat. So I welcome Chris. Chris, glad you're here. 
Thanks for having me, Dush. It's a pleasure. So, uh, Chris, tell us a little bit about um, the the whole notion of uh, legal things that uh, entrepreneurs in startups need to take notice of. Sure, absolutely. I'd love to talk on that topic, Dush. Um, I have a lot of entrepreneurs come to me, small businesses. Uh, sometimes it's just a single person. Sometimes it's a couple of partners. Um, they're getting ready to start a business, and they want to know um, what's the first thing that, that they should do. Um, what, what I'll often tell them is the best thing that they can do for themselves is to form an entity. Um, uh, and by entity you mean by entity you mean a legal entity like a uh, an LLC or a corporation or something like that. Correct, and and I'll preface this all by saying I, I'm an attorney licensed here in Colorado, so um, I, I don't want anybody to consider this legal advice, but it will be tempered by my experiences here in Colorado, uh, different states, and and obviously I know you have a, an international audience, so different countries have uh, different laws. But the general concepts should apply um, no matter where uh, a particular entrepreneur is located. So um, on that subject, uh, I've, had, um, I've had entrepreneurs come to me in the past uh, that didn't form legal entities. And what ends up happening is something comes up. Maybe it's an employee uh, uh, is having a problem or uh, essentially the, the entrepreneur's get sued. Um, if they didn't set up this entity and right in the first place, and I've seen this a number of times, uh, their personal assets can actually be at risk. So that's kind of, if I give somebody one piece of advice, it's you absolutely want to set things up right from the start. Um, and, and a legal entity is really that if, if you're only going to do one thing, um, that would be the one thing that I would recommend. So, Chris, that's uh, that's interesting that you say. So, if I were to uh, say start a business today um, that was providing uh, web development services to to my clients, and I was doing that under my own name, um, you know, in general, my, my thinking would be, and most of uh, most of our listeners would think, well, you're just offering services as an individual, um, and you know, really, what's the need to incorporate and what's the need to create a, a, to legal, a, a legal entity? I mean, what potential risk could there be? So you're saying there is a risk. Yeah, there absolutely is a risk. Um, and, and the example that you provide, uh, if the individual was simply operating as an entity, um, they could do the exact same things. I mean, they could still provide services, still do the consulting Um if something were to go wrong, and I've actually I've seen this case. Um, I had a client, individual guy. He uh, he was consulting with a company on um, it was hardware related, not software. But um, at the end of the project, the, the client, his client was not happy with the work that he did, and, and they did actually sue him in an individual capacity. Um, so had he simply run the operation as as an entity. Um, all they could do was sue the entity and not him personally. Wow, that's interesting. That is good to know. So, um, what about uh, what about if, uh, for example, uh, I was doing several different lines of business, 
Um, so one was my web development uh, service. Another, maybe I was doing some sort of search search engine optimization services for people. Uh, would it be a good idea to do separate businesses for each of these lines of business, or what do you suggest? Yes, Dush. Um, once again, a, a kind of a, a story from my practice. Uh, I had a client come to me once. Um, they had kind of a, a side consulting business, and then they developed um, pretty successful piece of software, at least in, in the industry that they were in. And uh, somebody uh, from the, the past, some consulting work they had done, um, was suing them over uh, uh, the, the issues on important. But uh, essentially what I told the client was, well, now this, this great piece of software that you've developed, which is intellectual property and an asset of the company, is exposed to um, – this particular individual that's now suing you. So it, it, it changed that particular client's calculus for how they would deal with the lawsuit, um, you know, what the settlement value might be and things of that nature. So I, I absolutely tell people if, if they're going to be doing separate, um, separate businesses, like you mentioned, you know, they might have a consulting um, piece that they do and then maybe they develop a, a piece of software or some intellectual property. Um, it, it, like I said in the beginning, it's a very simple thing to do to set up a new entity to deal with the new line of business. That's that's really good advice. Now, Chris, do you um, do you provide information of this, you know, of a general nature uh, through Twitter or any other uh, social media means that uh, you know listeners can perhaps follow you on? Um, absolutely, uh, I, I do. Um, I have started getting into Twitter. Uh, my Twitter account is CJ. Lane, L-A-N-E, Law. So anybody um, can feel free to follow me. I try to give uh, little tips, um, uh, you know, on anything from the types of issues we're talking about here. If there's anything in the news that affects small businesses, um, I'll, I'll often post articles, you know, whether it's tax law, employment law, business law. Um, I, I'd like to think that uh, I, I keep it pretty brief and uh, useful. Great. Um, that's fantastic. Now, in terms of um, legal entities, um, I know that I mean you're not really providing legal advice, but in general, uh, is there one type of legal entity that's better than another for an entrepreneur just starting out or perhaps someone that's been in business for a little bit? Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that there is a, a better – um, there are different reasons that you would choose different entities. Um, the, the limited liability company that we have here in Colorado is very flexible. Um, there are a lot less corporate formalities and by corporate formalities, I mean, you know, you don't have to have board meetings and keep minutes and, and things like that. You can keep it very simple so that the, um, the burden on the entrepreneur is, is very low. With that said, there are reasons that somebody might want to go with a, with an S-Corp, which is an S-Corporation, um, which is actually an IRS tax designation, but um, a, a lot of entrepreneurs will form S-Corporations. This allows them to set up um, uh, employee stock purchase plans, and um, there, there's a few more things you can do with, a, with an S-Corp. Okay. Um, that sounds great. Now, you, you also have uh you know the notion of people that are starting out as entrepreneurs 
but not necessarily full-time. I mean, there are a lot of people uh, that are working regular jobs until their business gets off the ground. And, um, you know, so they the, there might be some sort of blurred lines between the work that they're doing for their employer uh, versus the work that they're doing for their own little enterprise. Uh, what advice do you have for people in that position? Um, yeah, that's a great question, Dush. Um, as you said, often entrepreneurs will be um, moonlighting uh, at their own companies and, and uh, you know, they're working for another company during the day. And oftentimes the, the two companies are related. You know, somebody that, that works at Microsoft, for example, may be starting a um, software startup uh, at night. So it's, it's a very uh, relevant question. Um, I, I always tell people that the very first thing you want to do is you want to take a look at any agreements you might have signed when you first started your employment um, at the particular company. A, a lot of the, the entrepreneurs that come to me don't even remember if they've signed any of these agreements, but that's one of the first things that they want to do um, just to make sure that they don't have one of these onerous um, agreements for example, I had a client come to me, um, and the agreement essentially said something like, anything that they did, on, even on their own time, uh, if they were using any of the company's um, uh, computers, for example, that uh, the company would own that intellectual property. So that's a particular problem for an entrepreneur coming from a, a company. This usually happens with larger companies. Um, you know, Microsoft, Yahoo, Google, um, th they all draft and have their employees sign um, pretty onerous employment agreements. And entrepreneurs really need to be aware of what they have signed when they get ready to go uh, start on their own. So we just have a, a minute before our break. So in that in that time, let me ask you, um, so if if. Uh, one of our listeners happened to be an employee of one of one of those large corporations, and they have this burning idea that that they want to create before they actually leave their employment. They want to put this thing into practice. What precautions might they take, or, or is that just not possible? I mean, if your if your employment agreement is as onerous as you suggest, Chris, um, are they pretty much out of luck, or is there anything practical that they can do to protect themselves and their intellectual property while they're moonlighting? Uh, yeah, Dush, um, it, it, like, like you just said, it really is going to depend on the agreement. But generally, um, even with some of these agreements, they are uh, subject to attack by, um, by a, an attorney who's competent in this area of law. Uh, in general, what they would want to do is make sure that they are not doing anything on company time um, or using company property to work on their side business. And um, obviously, they're going to want to take a look at that agreement or have an attorney take a look at the, uh, the agreement that they've signed. Okay. That's, that's uh, good food for thought. Uh, we'll be we'll be right back after a quick commercial break. Our guest is Chris Lane, who is an attorney with the firm of Sinclair and Greshler. And we're talking about various areas of law as it impacts entrepreneurs. We'll be right back. 
This webmasterradio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com, A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. As you know, being an expert at f- <gasps> what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2012 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2012. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry today into the Web Marketing Association's 2012 IAC Awards. Go! to www.iacaward.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Don't get caught in a web of confusion. Learn the ropes on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Dush Ramachan. And we're back. And our guest today is uh, Chris Lane, who is an attorney with the firm of Sinclair and Greshler. And uh, we're talking to Chris about uh, areas of the law that affect entrepreneurs and what uh, precautions they might take to avoid being tripped up uh, unwittingly. So, so Chris, tell us. Now, we, we were talking about moonlighting and setting up entities and so on. Um, what about a situation where uh, an entrepreneur might want to hire uh, employees of his own. I mean, he's he's set up his little business. Things are going well. Uh, mostly, he's been doing everything himself, as entrepreneurs often do. Uh, and then now he's found himself in this position where uh, there just are not enough hours in the day. He needs to go out and hire maybe one or two people. Um, are there any particular things that uh, the entrepreneur should be watching out for as he looks to hire employees? 
Um, yeah, absolutely, Dush. There, there are a few things. Um, what, one question uh, that the entrepreneur might ask first is, do I want to hire an employer or do I want to use an independent contractor? But I'll, I'll get back to the independent contractor issue in a, in a couple of minutes. Um, the same issues that uh, we were just talking about before the break um, w would apply when an entrepreneur is getting ready to hire an employee. Um, the entrepreneur is going to want to make sure that that employee is not subject to um, an employment agreement. And if they are, um, the entrepreneur is going to want to have uh, an attorney take a look at that agreement and make sure that whatever they are hiring the employee to do, the employee actually has um, the right to do. Some employment agreements will include non-compete provisions. Um, whether these are enforceable depend on the state and or country. Um, in Colorado, uh, um, non-compete agreements are not looked upon favorably. There are only a few instances where they are actually enforceable. But the when looking at the employee's agreements, you want to make sure there's not a non-compete and also make sure that um, that the employee has the right um, to use um, any software or any ideas that they are going to be bringing to the company. So, for example, um, if an employee worked on a um, particular piece of software, let's say it was a, a, a timer, um, even though that's very basic, I realize, for your audience, and they were going to then move over to this new company and also work on a timer, um, that, that could be a problem because some of the ideas they may have developed at their previous company may actually be owned by the previous company. And the last thing the entrepreneur wants to do is set themselves up um, to be sued over an important piece of intellectual property that is uh, at the center of their business. Right. You know, the, um, you make a very good point. One of the biggest challenges that even though um, a particular um, particular piece of uh, language in an agreement uh, may not be enforceable, for example, non-compete agreements, uh, you may – I mean often employees when they, when they join a company are – you know, full of enthusiasm, they want to get started on their new job, and they regard um, employment agreements or confidentiality agreements and non-compete agreements as things that are just impediments to getting going, getting started on their new job. And so they just sign it and move on. Um, but even when you when you when you bring up the point that uh, many of these things may not be enforceable, dependent upon the jurisdiction. Um, isn't it also true, Chris, that uh, even if it's not enforceable, the challenge is it creates just a nuisance factor where you have distraction in your everyday work and you're constantly having to worry about uh, are you being sued and how are you going to defend yourself? And at, at the very least, it's expensive to defend as well. Even if it's unenforceable, uh, there's nothing to prevent somebody from dragging you to court and you know, you're spending money on legal fees and things like that. Um, so isn't it, isn't it wise then to pay good attention to the details of legal agreements before you sign them? Uh, yes, um, it, it's definitely very important. And I think, you know, if I leave your listeners with anything, it's, you know, if you do everything right from the start, you're going to avoid a lot of problems later on down the road. And, and this is a, a, a very good example of a, a place where 
Um, you know, it, just reviewing the agreements, having an attorney review the agreements and, and making sure that the employee is, is free um, to do what you want them to do. Um, it, it, it will pay off down the road in avoiding the types of things that you brought up. Um, even if it's just a headache, it, it's something that um, an entrepreneur doesn't want to have to deal with. And uh, it, it really just involves reviewing a few agreements up front, um, making sure that that employee is, is free to work on the types of things that you need them to work on. And, um, and, and then the entrepreneur can move on. Now, from, uh, from your standpoint of advising the entrepreneur, imagine now that you've been retained by an entrepreneur to advise on an employment agreement uh, or draft up an employment agreement that the entrepreneur might present to a prospective employee to have them sign. Um, what, what would you think is the most practical way, given that entrepreneurs don't have vast administrative staffs that will, that will uh, manage and police and uh, administer all of these uh, agreements, um, how, what do you think is the best way for the entrepreneur to ensure that his interests are protected, but he still doesn't have to spend a whole lot of time and effort managing and policing these agreements? Um, yeah, I mean, w one thing that the entrepreneur can do is, is have the, the uh, incoming employee sign an employment agreement um, where that employee warrants um, promises that um, they are not subject to any type of agreement that um, that would prevent them from doing what the entrepreneur wants them to do. Um, and, and, and although that is, is not a cure-all for a problem that might happen down the road, um, it, it's certainly helpful. And um, it, it's something that's pretty, like you said, it's, it's not incredibly difficult to do. And um, that particular employment agreement, um, having a draft employment agreement is a good idea because it, it helps the entrepreneur down the road make the argument that, um, that they did their due diligence and ensured that the employee was able to perform the job. So basically what you're saying is um, now with the employee, the incoming employee, um, promising by the agreement that they are free to work or they are they are asserting that they are free to work, um, does that absolve the entrepreneur of the responsibility of making sure that the employee is indeed free to work or or does it merely shift the onus back onto the employee? Um, it, it, you're right. It shifts the onus back onto the employee. Um, it's not to say that, that the entrepreneur um, won't still have to deal with the issue down the road. Um, and they still should review any employment agreements that that employee might be subject to. But um, it, it certainly does help reduce the number of headaches that, that might occur down the road. Um, and, and it does, as you said, shift the onus back to the employee. Sounds good. Okay, we're going to take a, a short break. And when we come back, we'll have... Uh, uh, a little more detail on a couple of other interesting areas of intellectual properties and copyrights and so on with Chris Lane, our guest for today. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts 
of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try my SEO tool risk-free today. Go to myseotool.com. Myseotool.com. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect only on WebmasterRadio.fm Here's Dush Ramachandran. And we're back with our guest, Chris Lane, who is an attorney with the firm of Sinclair and Greshler. Um, Chris, now we've been talking all the while about um, entrepreneurs uh, forming legal entities, um, moonlighting while they're working for another company, perhaps hiring employees of their own. But one of the topics that would probably be of uh, a great deal of interest to our listeners uh, would be the topic of trademarks, copyrights, and intellectual property, because that is at the core of the value of the enterprise that they're building. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, the kind of protections that entrepreneurs ought to, uh, ought to take for intellectual property and copyright protections. Um, sure, Dush, I'd be glad to speak on that. Um, although intellectual property is, is a, a very vast um, area of law, there are there are a few particular um, particulars that that entrepreneurs can pay attention to um, that won't take up a lot of their time, but may help them out down the road. Um, I, I had a client come to me uh, a couple of months ago, and they had received a cease and desist letter from a company out of California, um, and and I've, I've changed the names here a bit just for client confidentiality reasons, but. Um, my client was trying to use um, a, a meta tag uh, for download free software. Um, they didn't think there was any problem with this, um, but this particular company out in California had actually trademarked um, that particular term, download free software, and um, 
the client came to me and asked if this was possible. And what I told them was, you know, anybody can get, um, can get what they call common law trademark protection. Um, and, and some companies will actually apply for federal trademark protection. Um, what this particular entrepreneur had, had failed to realize was that the phrase that they wanted to use was actually in use and protected by a federal trademark. Um, all the entrepreneur would have had to have done uh, when they were getting ready to design their website, you know, create these meta tags, et cetera, was to have done a search um, they could have done a simple web search or um, the U.S. government has a, a database of federal trademarks um, and it's it's administered through the USPTO, uh, something they could put in a Google search and it would come right up. Um, and you, had mean they the, done, you mean the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office? Yes, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. Um, had they done that from the beginning, they would have realized that this particular phrase um, was trademarked and and might cause them problems, and then they could have just tweaked it a little bit and still been able to, um, you know, get drive the the web traffic that they needed. Hmm. That's that's a that's a good cautionary tale. Um, what about what about in terms of uh, protecting their intellectual property? Let's say um, I start a business now. I've got uh, I've got a great idea for. Uh, a web-based tool uh, that brings traffic to my site through linking to other sites. Let's say I have some backlink generator that uh, that I've built, um, and this idea came to me, and I've I've put this thing together. Um, and you know, people are always looking for uh, the same kind of things. People are looking to generate additional traffic to their sites. So somebody is somebody is bound to stumble upon the same idea. Uh, and obviously, all I want is to be able to commercialize my idea, to be able to um, get the benefit of my uh, of my invention. Um, how do I? How do I? How would I do that? Um, while not necessarily stifling innovation by anybody else, all I want to do is to protect the fact that I've come up with this idea and I don't want somebody to steal it. Right. Um, the, well, there are a couple of ways. Um, first, if, if I'm assuming that this would involve some software code itself. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, and obviously there are practical protections there. But um, once uh, the entrepreneur has um, has created this particular software, uh, copyright protection, um, at least in the U.S., would automatically apply. Um, the entrepreneur could uh, register their copyright with the USPTO that we were talking about earlier. Um, they Obviously, you see this all the time on websites. Um, they, they can put a, a copyright protection um, a disclaimer on the bottom of their website. Um, and also, I mean, it's possible, I, I'm not a patent attorney, so I'm not um, trying to give advice here on patents, but depending on, you know, the particular mode and mechanism and, and whether it's unique, um, they, they may be able to get a patent on something like this. Um, but ideas themselves are not patentable, at least in the United States. So copyright would be one way, potentially patent. Um, and then obviously the practical considerations of, you know, making sure that somebody can't reverse engineer um, the software code. Now, that's that's good to protect me in the event that somebody is likely to copy it. Um, but what if I 
find one day that my my invention has actually been copied by somebody else and they are profiting from it uh, without providing me any uh, opportunity to earn money from it. Um, what recourse do I have? How can I stop them from doing that at the very least? And at the best, how can I get a piece of the action? Well, I mean, what we've been talking about all along here, um, you know, when you get to that stage, it's, it's often very difficult um, to uh, to kind of go back and and do some of the things they should have done in, in the beginning that I was just talking about. Um, you know, but assuming they, I've protected myself and all of those things, right? Assuming that you've protected yourself, uh, I mean, absolutely, they they would have recourse to the um, you know, depending on the area of law, to the uh, to the federal and state courts of um, their particular state or country um, to stop these kind of things from happening. Okay. That sounds great, Chris. That is that is good, valuable advice and uh, and information. Um, I think our our listeners would have enjoyed that tremendously. Um, in the event that they would like to find out more about yourself or about uh, the firm that you uh, are with, uh, how might they how might they be able to reach you? Um, sure. We're we're we have a website. It's www dot stcglaw.com um, and um, that that's one particular way that they can find me if, if somebody has a particular question um, I, they can certainly feel free to email me um, my email is cjl at stcglaw.com great uh, thanks very much Chris I appreciate it and uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from some of our listeners and we'll be sure to pass them along to you if, uh, if any inquiries come our way. Thanks again for taking the time to spend with us. Great. Thanks so much for having me, Josh. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.